All right, welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, January 3rd. We are back. This is the new year. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski, joined by my other host, Trimmer Karczewski. How's it going, guys? Have, haven't talked to you in a long time. Uh, we haven't done a show in about two weeks, I'd say, you know, with Christmas and the New Year's. Uh, we went to Michigan, so it's kind of hard for us to do a whole show uh the last couple weeks, but it was nice to get a little bit of a break, but we are, you know, chomping at the bit to come back. We have a lot to talk about today, which is going to make today really easy uh, because there's so much to talk about, you know, the playoffs, college football, some stuff in the NBA, some baseball stuff. Coaching search. Coaching search. We had Black Monday. Uh, we weren't able to talk about that yet. Um, so we're going to start with the best sport in the, in the, in the world, football. Uh, we're going to start with the NFL, Black Monday. Happened the other day. We weren't here for that. Uh, give us a rundown of the coaches that got fired there, Trum. Well, you finally had Cincinnati do what they had to do and get rid of Marvin Lewis. Um, a few years too late, but uh, Marvin Lewis is finally out of Cincinnati. Uh, Todd Bowles, after four seasons, he's out of New York. Um, I thought he kind of got a bad rap there. Um, was never really blessed with the talent. When he did have the talent, he went 10-6. and six. Um, So watch him. I think in the future he's going to be a good coach. Uh, then down in Arizona, absolute mess down there. Uh, they got rid of Steve Wilkes after one season. I mean, if you want to, if you want to hire a coach, it doesn't look good after you just hire. You just fired one after only one year. Uh, you never really gave him a chance. Um, but that's another job to watch with the young quarterback. Um, the the Dolphins, uh, you know, got rid of Adam Gase. I think that was a bad move by the Dolphins. I think that's going to come back to bite him in the ass. Um, I think that owner there. I think the ownership's over there. That committee or whatever i think it's just not a good those aren't good people because they've had issues with coaches in the past um so that's another one the browns uh that's an interesting uh gig obviously they fired hugh jackson not even halfway through the season then greg williams took over and the browns finished very strong but it doesn't sound like greg williams is going to get the job for some reason i would just give him the job I think he does um, and say he wants the job if he doesn't want the job. Well, I mean, um, I feel like, I mean, he's had multiple opportunities in the past. I feel like he likes his job as a defensive coordinator. Uh, I don't think he really wants to deal with the responsibilities that come ahead, coach. I think the interview was more of a, uh, uh, a media type of thing, but I just think deep down he doesn't want to be the head coach anywhere. Well, I disagree, but um, I think uh, Freddie Kitchens is going to get the job. I think the Browns um, are too worried that, in a year or so, Freddie Kitchens will just leave because he said, he publicly said, yeah, I'm gonna, I am gonna. want to be a head coach one day. Who wouldn't want to be? Um, so I think they're too worried about him leaving in a couple years that they might just give him the job now. Uh, but they're also interviewing a few other candidates, including Matt McCarthy. Uh, what are the other jobs open? Um, Dolphins. Head the Dolphins. Uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, that's another one. Uh, Dirk Cutter. I think he's a fantastic coach. Um, I think he's another one that hasn't just... I think he's done enough uh, with the talent he's had. Obviously, the offense side of the ball, they've had good receivers. Um, they've never really had a run game. Offensive line has been shaky, and Jameis Winston's been on and off, on and off, on and off. Um, can't stay healthy, can't stay off uh, the suspensions. Uh, so that's another one that's going to be an interesting job because what do you do with the quarterback situation? Do you keep Jameis Winston or do you look elsewhere? Um, and then the Broncos, I think that's the last team um, that I haven't mentioned. But the Broncos, that's another interesting job. They didn't give Vance Joseph much of an opportunity. I thought he got a really bad rap there because, you know, what are you going to do with the talent that they had? I mean, how how could Vance Joseph have done any better um, is my question. And, uh, you know, we'll see uh, what the Broncos do. But they better be making a splash higher because I don't really understand what Vance Joseph could have done with, two years of Trevor Simeon and Brock Osweiler and Case Keenum, who's a very mediocre quarterback. Uh, so we'll see, but uh, it's some interesting jobs out there uh, for sure. Yeah, I think certainly, I think Gase shouldn't have been fired, and I think Joseph shouldn't have been fired. You've seen what Gase has done. I mean, I don't think Joseph's going to get the same, you know, uh, uh, the same opportunities that Gase was, and Gase is going to be somebody who certainly gets a job here pretty quickly. Um I just don't think Joseph will get hired as quickly. I think he'll go be a coordinator somewhere for a little bit, and then certainly his name will be brought back up in the head coaching uh, circle a little bit later. But obviously some big names are going to be interviewed. You know, we've seen early on Jim Caldwell's name has been thrown around. He's been interviewed a lot, uh, although I think Caldwell, you know, I think we can both agree he's kind of just a Rooney Rule candidate. Yeah, but, I mean, 
he's he's had some good years. I mean, he led the Colts to the Super Bowl and yeah. That, what was that? Twenty years ago. That's another one though. That like yeah, he had two nine and seven seasons in Detroit. Yeah, that's not the greatest. It's not what you want to see. But he didn't have much talent to work with there either. It's not like these teams. They fire these coaches, and they're the, I think the head coaches are the most scapegoated people in the NFL because what is Jim Caldwell supposed to do with the talent that he had? I mean, he had no run game, no offensive line. The defense was very mediocre to bad. Um, you know, he had some receivers. He had Stafford, who's a decent quarterback. But Caldwell's another one who, you know, he got nine wins. He got the most out of what I thought. So I think Caldwell's a decent decent coach, um, and I think he could go somewhere. Uh, but it's just another one of those. I think he just was never blessed with the talent that um, the ownership should have given him. I just said, Caldwell. You know, I think his time in the NFL as a head coach is over, uh, and I think right now he's basically just the guy who teams bring in just so they can fill, you know, their Rooney Rule, uh, you know, their interview out. But other names, you know, Chuck Pagano. He's been thrown around. Packers interviewed him. Uh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, hopefully he's looking like he's going to be the head coach uh, or is going to be uh, either with the Patriots next year or with the Packers because he's turning down interviews with, I saw the Bengals he turned down an interview with, uh, and it's looking like the only interview he's going to take right now is with the Green Bay Packers, which is interesting. Uh, I know Packer fans are nervous about this or they're either excited. You know, it goes both ways. Obviously what he did with the Colts last year wasn't exciting. What he did with the Broncos when he was a head coach wasn't great. But again, he had some outside issues with that. You know, Brandon Marshall, uh, you know, he was having issues there. Jay Cutler was his quarterback, who has been known to, you know, not be the greatest, easiest quarterback to work with. Uh, but I still think Josh McDaniels has learned a lot with the Patriots over the last couple of years. He's kind of learned from Bill Belichick how to be a head coach. Uh, and then people talk about Patricia. You know, Patricia hasn't done great with the Lions. You know, he tried to bring in a Patriot mentality to the Lions locker room. And it, it doesn't work right away. But uh, over time, I think it slowly starts to work. And I think McDaniels will know how to uh, work with a guy like Aaron Rodgers because he's worked with a big personality quarterback <laughs> like Tom Brady for the last couple of years. So I think so. I think it will work out in Green Bay. Uh, it's a little bit of a different situation than he had with the Colts. Uh, and I think Green Bay, uh, Green Bay's offense and the Patriots' offense, you know, kind of works in similar ways just because of the caliber of quarterback you have uh, there leading uh, the show. So I think it would actually work out in Green Bay pretty well for McDaniel's. Yeah, I think McDaniel's is a good coach. Um, I think he's actually an offensive mastermind. I mean, the things he do- does in New England um, is just very impressive. I mean, he done, he's done it for a long time. I mean, he schemes guys wide open. He's very good at play calling, very good situational guy. Uh, so I think uh, the signs point to him being a very good head coach. Uh, you know, he's had the issues. He's had the red flags. He's kind of a head case at times. Uh, but he comes to Green Bay. Um, if the Packers can really... Um, watch during the interview, watch what he does. Um, if he's very interested in the job, I think he'll be fine in Green Bay. Um, I think he's learned from his mistakes um, in Denver, definitely. Um, you know, Indianapolis, that was just a tough situation for everyone. I think uh, I think it was just some, I think there was just some sour apples on both sides last year. But, I mean, you know, it'll, it'll see. But the, the idea of Aaron Rodgers um, and Josh McDaniels working together um, on an offense that has talent, um, excites me a lot. Um, I think um, all signs point to this happening because, you know, if Packers, it sounds like if McDaniels wants the job, Packers will all, gladly give him the job. And uh, it's the only known interview that he has. Uh, you know, so tomorrow morning, um, I think he'll, the Packers are going to be flying out to Massachusetts to meet with Josh McDaniels. And I think that will be a very key interview for the Packers' future. Another guy they're interviewing tomorrow, I believe, is Brian Flores, another one of Bill Belichick's guys. Uh, it seems like every year uh, the coordinators for the Patriots are either interviewed or a really hot candidate to be interviewed for a head coach. You know, had Patricia last year, and Daniels' name has been thrown around the last couple of years. But, you know, Flores is another guy who he's not technically the, the defensive coordinator for the Patriots. Uh, he's the linebacker's coach. But he does kind of run the defense there. Uh, and it's just, I mean, the defense for the Patriots hasn't been great this year. But, again, everybody just wants as much of a piece as Bill Be- of Bill Belichick as they can get. I think Flores is kind of that piece. Yeah, an interesting thing about Flores is he's coached um, the offensive side of the ball. Um, he's coached some special teams. And he's coached the defensive side of the ball. So he's very versatile. Um, you know, 
he can kind of work all around the field, and I think that's good for a head coach. Um, you know, and it's just interesting to see these Patriots coaches when they get out of New England, Patricia especially, the coordinators that they look at because um, I'm interested to see if McDaniels does get hired in Green Bay. What are, who are the guys that um, would be connected to him as far as defensively and offensively go? Uh, so Flores or McDaniels, um, those are two very good candidates, I think, uh, to be the next Packers head coach because that's the one I'm following, obviously, closer. But I think those are two guys uh, that would be key in this coaching search for all teams because if Flores takes a job, I, I know he's going to interview with the Buccaneers and the Dolphins. If he takes a job there, McDaniels takes the Green Bay job, then you look at New England, they got to find um, kind of a new defensive guy to run their defense and then a new offensive guy, which they haven't had to deal with in a while. Uh, so that's just, it would affect a lot of things. You know, and I think at the end of the day, uh, obviously not for the Packers, I think Mike McCarthy is the best coaching candidate out there right now. Uh, he brought 13 years of stability and winning to the Packers. And I think him firing was the right thing to do because I think it, it was stale there uh, after a while. Uh, but I think McCarthy would be the best option for a team like the Browns or the Jets, you know, teams with young rosters uh, or even the Cardinals that need to bring in a, an older guy, uh, somebody who's been around the league for a while, who's won a Super Bowl, who's won multiple playoff games. I think a guy like McCarthy could really bring some stability and a, a certain culture of winning uh, to uh, these teams, like the Browns or the Jets or the Cardinals. Obviously, it's not the hot type of name right now. It's he's not, you know, a sexy candidate. You know, he's not an offensive guru from some college. He's not 30 years old. Uh, he's more of a traditional old school type of guy. Uh, He's not the Sean McVay, Lincoln Riley, or even the Cliff Kingsbury of the world. But he does win. I mean, he won for many years in Green Bay. And I think over the last couple of years, I think Rodgers' injuries and just, you know, his inability to change affected, you know, everything. And that's why he got fired. But I still think he is a good head coach. And I think a team like the Jets or the Browns or the Cardinals should go after him. Um, I think that uh, the most interesting team to sign McCarthy would be the Jets. I think that would be a perfect fit. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see him with the New York media because um, he's kind of a kind of a dummy when it comes to the media. But uh, I think Darnold and him would make a good marriage. Uh, Darnold kind of reminds me of a young Rodgers in ways. Uh, I think so, Rosen would be. Yeah, Rosen's. Yeah, but Rosen's bus. So Rosen I think Darnold um, and Rodgers, uh, Darnold and McCarthy would be a great pairing. Uh, so I think the Jets would be the most perfect. Uh, situation for McCarthy to go into, and you know, I, as as a fan of the Packers, I want to see him go to a, a team where he can have success. Because you know, I, I I love Mike McCarthy. He did 13 years of success in Green Bay, and I think the Jets would be the best for that. And with the Jets, I think it's important for their ownership and their uh, GM to get an experienced winner as their head coach because they they've you know they've been through so many head coaches to this point. I think an experienced winner is what they need, and just someone who's won a lot of football games walk through that locker room and lead them into football games. All right, so that's it right there for you know the head coaching and all of that. Uh, but there's one coach I think should have been fired who wasn't, and that's Mike Tomlin. Uh, we've seen now over the last couple of years, especially this season, the Steelers have probably been the most drama-ridden organization in the NFL. You know, with Le'Veon Bell, Martavius Bryant a couple years ago. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of stuff going on back and forth. And now it's just accumulating uh, over this weekend with Antonio Brown. The Steelers faced a pretty much must-win game. And they did win it. Uh, but it could have been, you know, a lot worse because Antonio Brown didn't play. And that's because the report came out that Wednesday, last Wednesday, Antonio Brown was doing a drill, uh, and then something pissed him off. Uh, he got mad, he threw the <coughs> ball at a teammate and just left and walked out of practice. And didn't show up for the rest of the week, didn't show up at all. Uh, showed up on Sunday, Mike Tomlin wouldn't let him play, uh, so he left during halftime, and now he's been all over uh, social media posting about stuff, uh, wanting to be traded, uh, just a lot of stuff that's been going on right now. And it looks like the Steelers uh, are kind of in a bind right now because I think Antonio Brown wants to be traded, uh, and I'm not really sure what they want to do, but I think Mike Tomlin is at the center of all of this uh, right now. And that's another interesting situation. Um, I agree with you. I think Tomlin should have been fired. I think it's kind of the same situation as the Packers. 
Uh, I think his just his message and um, his idea ideas just just getting stale there in Pittsburgh. Um, I don't like what he's doing with the coordinators. I think he just does what he knows. Um, you know, I, I joked with my friend earlier, like he'll just a coordinator will leave and he'll just hire that coordinator's linebackers coach or something like that, and that's what they do. Uh, I forget the guy's name, their defensive coordinator, but he's there and he's you know their defense has sucked for five four or five years now. Uh, so I think. They just got to start fresh. This situation with Antonio Brown, I'm so sick of it. I should be turning on the news and seeing stuff about head coaching candidates, stuff about the playoffs. I don't want to see this crap. Um, and it's going on with the Steelers every single year. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, something's got to change, uh, and I think it could be Tomlin. But I also think Big Ben's part of the issue. I think he's kind of an asshole, um, you know, whether it's to his teammates, you know, off the field, on the field. You know, that's up for debate. But I think he... Um, and Mike Tom, I think I, I see where Antonio Brown's coming from, but at the same time, you're getting paid a lot of money. Go play football. I stop being such a diva. I mean, you've seen. Uh, I seriously think the problem is Mike Tomlin because they're bringing in talent. They've drafted actually pretty well the last couple of years. You know, bringing in guys like Schuster, who was like a third, fourth round pick. Uh, you know, James Conner. They brought him in. Now he's being. You know, he's playing really well. They drafted T.J. Watt. You know, I just think Antonio Brown. It's been in a huge problem the last couple of years. And you saw Ryan Clark. Uh, I'm pretty sure, did you see Ryan Clark's comments? Yeah, Ryan Clark's going off. Ryan Clark said, you know, a couple of years ago when he was with the Steelers before they paid Antonio Brown, you know, he told, uh, I think it was like an assistant coach, that Antonio Brown's going to be a huge problem the next couple of years if you pay him the kind of money uh, he's asking for. And you've seen it now. You know, he's had multiple problems over the last couple of years, uh, you know, the Instagram Live in the locker room with Mike Tomlin. And I think Mike Tomlin's problem is he's kind of a player. He's too much of a player's coach. Obviously, player's coaches are fun the first couple of years. You know, they, they play around the players. They bring the ping pong tables into the locker room. Uh, but then when things start to, you know, collapse with Le'Veon Bell, Martavius Bryant, all this stuff, they try to change their message and they try to discipline these players. But the players just don't have the same kind of respect they would have for a guy who, for another guy who just comes in and just rules with an iron fist, like a Belichick. You know, it's not as fun to play with a, uh, you know, a hard-nosed coach. It's more fun to play with a player's coach. But at the end of the day, you win more with a, uh, you know, a non-player's coach. And I think Mike Tomlin, over the last couple of years, has been trying to change uh, his perception from a player's coach to a, uh, you know, a hard-nosed guy. Uh, it hasn't been able to work because nobody respects you if you try to change up your message, you know, mid, you know, career. Uh, and I think the Steelers are an organization that doesn't like change very much. I think they pride themselves on the fact that their last four coaches have retired. You know, they haven't fired a guy in a long time. Uh, but I think it's time they need to switch something up uh, and go with a new head coach. But it's obviously not going to happen this year. Uh, but I do think they need to trade Antonio Brown because he is – you know, pretty much a diva wide receiver. And we've seen the last couple of years these diva wide receivers don't let you, don't help you to win Super Bowls. They just, you know, cause more problems than they do solve them. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, but at the same time, I think it's both ways. I think Antonio Brown, I, I mean, I'm, I've never been a fan of football players being divas and complaining and whining and doing all this stuff because you're getting paid so much money. But at the same time, I, I truly do see uh, Mike Tomlin just not being, uh, his message just being stale with the Steelers players now. And I, like I said, I think Big Ben's part of the problem because I think he's a little bit of just a, an arrogant guy. And Antonio Brown, I think we both could agree with this, Antonio Brown is the, the face of the Steelers franchise. I mean, he's the best player um, on the Steelers. And it's a little different because... You know, usually the quarterback who's the face of the franchise. And I think Big Ben is not realizing that this is kind of Antonio Brown's team. Um, and I think that's part of an issue there uh, because I think Big Ben thinks that he's the face of the franchise and then Antonio Brown thinks he's the face of the franchise and they just butt heads. Well, I just think when you have your D-wide receiver as the face of your franchise, you're just going to lose game after game. You know, if you look the past couple of years, you know, Chad Ochocinco, Terrell Owens, you know, these guys never won Super Bowls because they just constantly brought down their team. Now you look now, uh, currently, you know, Des Bryant. I'm sure the Cowboys regret signing him to a big deal. Uh, and now Odell Bryant, who, okay. Odell Beckham, who is, you know, his name's being thrown out there for trades. Uh, I just think these prima donna wide receivers – 
you know, they think they're more and they're more uh, special than what they are. They think they are uh, the main reason behind, you know, wins and they do help. But I just don't think, you know, they realize that they aren't as replaceable as they are. You know, I think Juju Smith is not maybe not as talented as Antonio Brown, but you slide him to that number one role. I think he could do as well uh, as Antonio Brown, maybe a little less, but I still think their offense could succeed more. Uh, without Antonio Brown, especially now with all the problems coming out. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, the Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is capable of being a number one wide receiver in this league. Um, and they're good at drafting, like you said. So I don't think the Steelers are in crazy. No. You know, they won't be, like, a horrible team next year. They'll still be a good team. Uh, but I do think that team needs change, and I think it starts with getting rid of Tom Long. Yeah, and I and I do think trading Antonio Brown might be it was is the best option right now. You're gonna lose cap. You're gonna lose about twenty one million dollars in cap, but you'll gain some stuff back. You could probably get a haul like the uh, Raiders did for Khalil Mack, maybe a little less uh, because there's more issues with Antonio Brown. Um, but I think trading Antonio Brown, who everybody perceives as the face of that franchise. Would, and getting rid of Le'Veon Bell, who also, you know, was kind of the face of the franchise, would be a giant wake-up call to a lot of the guys in the locker room. And if Tomlin wants to change his perception, I think that would be a good way to do it. Uh, getting rid of the guys who, you know, they do help you win on the field, and they, they are talented, but they just don't uh, work well, you know, when you're trying to build a team atmosphere. I agree. All right, so that's it for that. Let's talk about some playoffs here. We'll talk about the divisional uh or the wild card round uh and then we will do our predictions uh for the wild card round we'll start with the first game on saturday which everybody kind of predicted this would be the first game uh the afc south always gets the uh saturday at 4 30 games indianapolis at houston uh i think this is an interesting game because the houston uh texans and the colts are two teams that kind of came out of nowhere uh especially the colts because i think the colts you know they're set up for in the future because I think they have the most cap money. They got nine draft picks. Nobody expected them to be here, uh, but they are here and they are a pretty good team. Uh, I just think the Texans are more talented right now, but I think in the future, I think the Colts are going to be a force to reckon with. So I'm going to take the Texans here in this game. Um, this game is going to be fun to watch. I think, uh, you know, in Houston, that's a good place to play. I mean, those fans, those fans get loud, uh, but. You know, I think the Colts can definitely go there. They went there once this year. Uh, you know, it's it's the divisional uh, opponents playing each other. So this is the third time they face each other. So they know each other well. This game, in my opinion, could be a coin flip on who you pick. You know, they both got their franchise quarterbacks in line. Um, the franchise quarterbacks both have played very, very well this season. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans by a slim margin. I think mm-hmm. this game's going to be very, very good. Um, but, yes, the Colts are set up for the future. Yeah, you know, two young quarterbacks – Andrew Luck, he's played in a playoff game before, right? Oh, yeah. They, they went to the AFC Championship game. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, but, I mean, Deshaun Watson, this is his first game. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens for this game. But I'm taking the Texans. Here we both are. Uh, next game, Seattle at Dallas. Uh, interesting game because, again, another team, Seattle. At the beginning of the year, everybody kind of ruled them out. I know I did. Everybody said, you know, this is the end of the Seattle dynasty that was a couple years ago. But Pete Carroll kind of changed my whole perception of him. Uh, I viewed him as just a player's coach. Um, but I think he is one of the best coaches, maybe even top five coaches in the league right now. Uh, to change this whole team's you know, perception from a defensive-minded you know, minded Legion of Boom type of team to now they are just a running attack, which cannot be stopped. And I think Russell Wilson you know, is one of the most underrated players in NFL history. Uh, you know, his ability to just move his offense up and down the field, his uh, connection with Tyler Lockett is amazing. Uh, I think every time he's thrown to him this year, he has like an 88% completion percentage, 10 touchdowns, no picks. Uh, it's insane. Uh, Doug Baldwin is one of the best receivers in the NFL, I still think. Uh, top 15. On, top 15. Trust. You don't think Doug Baldwin's a top 15? No. Top 20? No. Uh, maybe top 20. Top 20. He's top wide receiver. Uh, the NFL. He's, in the, he's a good number one wide receiver. Very, very middle of the pack number one wide receiver. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, but Seattle's running attack is top five in the NFL. You can't deny that. Right? Yeah, right now, I mean, they're they're really high. I think that will end up faltering off because I don't think these guys will. But um, this game's going to be interesting. 
I I like I like Dallas, but then again, I mean, I, I don't. Like Dallas. Dallas has the best linebacker duo in the league. Yes, young linebacker duo in the league with Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. Uh, I just don't trust Dak. I don't trust Dak, but at Dallas, it's a tough place to play. Those fans are going to be roaring. Uh, Green Bay isn't in the playoffs, obviously, so their their dad, Aaron Rodgers, is won't be there. So they think that this is the year they can slip through the NFC and possibly get to a Super Bowl. But I think Seattle's a very good team. Uh, I you know they beat Green Bay, so watching that game, you know you saw a complete switch because they went from being this tough defense team, like you said, to this run ground pound team, and then Wilson, who I think is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, but I am going to take Dallas in this game because I think at Dallas. The Cowboys are confident. Zeke Elliott's one of the best running backs in the league. Dak Prescott, if he can just be on, um, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. Um, but then they, according to my predictions, then they would go to New Orleans, and that's going to be tough. Yeah, I know Jerry Jones gets a lot of crap, but, I mean, you got to give him credit. He is a very good drafter. The last couple of years, he's picked up a lot of good talent. Not even He's a very good GM. You know, trading for Amari Cooper, everybody was killing him for that. Uh, but that's worked out really well. Uh, and it's now it's looking like a steal, just giving up a first-round pick for a guy who's you know changed the entire face of your offense. Uh, he got Dak Prescott. He got Van Der Esch. I mean, these moves have seriously put them up and set them up for the future. And I do think Jason Garrett gets a lot of crap. Uh a lot of unneeded crap. I think he is a pretty good coach. So I'm taking Dallas in this game too. Uh, I think Seattle's good, but I don't think they're good enough to beat Dallas. But Dallas has to show up. They've, they've, you know, in Indianapolis this year, uh, they got shut out. You know, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Uh, but I could see it happening. But we're both taking Dallas here. Next game, we'll go to Sunday at 1 o'clock. Los Angeles Chargers versus the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, the only rookie quarterback out of this class, to lead his team to the playoffs. Does that surprise you? I mean, I don't know if he's... Beginning of the year, if I would have said, there's going to be one of these five rookie first-round quarterbacks that's going to lead their team to the playoffs, would Lamar Jackson even be in your top three? Yeah, because, I mean, none of them went to good situations. Yeah, but, and true. Lamar Jackson went to the best one. I mean, Browns, you could say. The but Browns in terms of setup, and again, 16. nobody would have thought Lamar Jackson would be starting at this point. Yeah, but that's what I mean, like... Yeah, he, and I'm taking no credit away from him. He did an amazing job. But, you know, Joe Flacco did start the season. He won them some games. Then Lamar Jackson came in. But um, that doesn't surprise me. But this game is going to be the best of the weekend. In my opinion, these are the two most complete teams in the league. Uh, in the I, league. Yeah, I think these are the most two complete teams. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's going to be really going to come down to the wire. I really want the Chargers to win this game. I really yeah. want Philip Rivers to get his playoff win. But I'm just having a hard time picking over the Ravens. Um, but I am going to pick the Chargers just because I think Philip Rivers, this is his time. I think this is his, this is his year to do some damage. Um, I think he can definitely go in Baltimore. They're used to playing on the road. Every game's a road game for them. Uh, so I think the Chargers are going to get this win. Um, but it's going to be a very close game, and it's going to be a very gritty game. And that's when I think Philip Rivers comes out in the end because – which quarterback is more gritty, and I just think Philip Rivers is just insane. I see it as, yeah, Baltimore has the best running attack in the league. Uh, we saw it last week. I mean, we were watching that game versus the Browns. They just gashed the Browns up and down the field. They got three good running backs there who just do it all. Uh, then Lamar Jackson, who is technically a running back. The problem I see with the Ravens, uh, if the Chargers can stop that running attack, they can't pass the ball uh, as well as the Chargers. Uh, but if the Ravens, you know, if their running game isn't working well early on, uh, they'll try to pass the ball, and it's just not going to work, I think. Uh, Lamar Jackson's just not there yet as a passer, uh, and that's why, you know, he fell so late in the draft. But I'm taking the Chargers here because I do believe the Chargers can stop that run game. I believe over time, uh, you know, their, their defense line's not great, but their defense is good, and it's better than people think. You know, Derwin James this year has been, you know, Rookie of the Year candidate. Uh, you know, Joey Bosa is one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Their linebacking core isn't complete crap. Uh, but I do think the Baltimore defense is going to be able to stop uh, Phillip Rivers a little bit. But then they got Melvin Gordon, who's shown up as a top five running back this year. Uh, so I'm going to take the Chargers here with you, although I do think this is the best game of the weekend. Yes. All right, last game. 
440 on Sunday, Philadelphia and Chicago. This is the the largest spread. Chicago is favored by six here, uh, which I can understand. Uh, Philadelphia wasn't supposed to be here. Nick Foles changed the culture again late in the season. I do believe Carson Wentz is healthy. So this is interesting. They're going clearly going for Foles this game, which why wouldn't you? Uh, you know, Foles has won you the last couple of games. He beat the Rams uh, in prime time. He has clearly been uh, the better quarterback so far in these last couple of games. Uh, but Chicago's defense is tough. Going to Chicago, uh, 440 on a Sunday in the playoffs is going to be tough. Uh, those fans are going to be rowdy. The field is going to be crappy like it always is at Soldier Field. Uh, it's going to be cold, sloppy. Uh, and I don't know if the Eagles could win these games because to win these type of games you got to be able to run the ball and the Eagles running attack is not great they have a good offensive line but their running back is not great I know they're working with uh, the Adams guy from Notre Dame uh, Darren Sproles is still running around but they just don't have the ability to run the ball like they did last year so I think Foles is going to have to do a lot if they want to win this game I agree um, I'm not necessarily sold on the Bears run game either though uh, Howard and Cohen I'm not necessarily sold on that. I think Cohen's a good receiving back, and then Howard's very I think Cohen's, very mediocre. A, Cohen's a gadget player. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a young Darren Sproles. Yeah. Um, so this game's interesting. I think it's another coin flip game. Um, like all these wildcard games are, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a very good weekend for football. Uh, but it's very sloppy, very gritty, very tough. Trubisky's playing in his first playoff game. People are like, oh, well, he's a Chicago Bears quarterback, so he's used to the cold. I don't think Trubisky's used to that weather yet. I don't think he's used to that slot fest weather. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be uh, that type of quarterback. Um, but, again. And you're going against, you look at it, it's Nagy's the rookie head coach. This is his first time in the playoffs. Peterson won a Super Bowl last year. He knows what he's doing. He, he knows how to win these type of games. Nagy doesn't know just yet. This is his first playoff game. This is Trubisky's first playoff game. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys for the Bears don't have much experience in these playoffs. Yeah, I mean... I mean, you look at it, what would you say, Khalil Mack is really the only guy on that team... He played one game in the playoffs. Gabriel, I guess, on the outside. But, I mean, yeah, these guys aren't that experienced. Uh, Billy's weathered. Philly, yeah. Philly has the experience, um, that's for for sure, uh, but I think uh, the edge has to go to Chicago just because in Chicago, those fans are going to be crazy, uh, but I, I'm not going to sleep on the Eagles. I think the Eagles could very easily win this game, um, And uh, but I'm going to take the Bears you know, as much as I don't want to. Uh, but I'll be rooting hard for the Eagles on Sunday. Yeah, I'll tell you the Bears, too. I'm not so sold into Foles yet, uh, his whole thing, uh, his magic. It's, it's starting to, I'm starting to believe in it, but I just don't think, you know, I don't really think he's a good quarterback. I just think, you know, the team kind of rallies around him a little more. I don't understand how he's winning these type of games, uh, but I think if a team like, you know, whoever needed a quarterback and they traded for him and made him the franchise guy, I don't think he'd go off like he is now. Uh, I just don't know why he's winning these type of games yet, but I'm just not so sh sold on him yet. Uh, so I'm taking the Bears here too uh, at home because I think that stadium is really tough to play in, uh, and I think that defense is legit. So that's it for the NFL. We're going to go down to basketball, but before that, I wanted to remind you guys our show is brought to you by Dee's Home Cuts. Dee's Home Cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio to get a fresh haircut at a low price. For only $7, Dee's Home Cuts will provide you with a modern haircut uh, and styling. Turn to Dee's and trust me, you'll not be disappointed. Truman and I and about 90% of the guests who have appeared on this show have gotten a haircut at Dee's. Uh, so trust him for the new year. You know, it's new year. Everybody wants to start fresh, you know, try new things. Uh, so why don't you start with a fresh new haircut at Dee's Home Cuts. Check him out on Instagram at Dee's Home Cuts. Set up an appointment directly in his bio or send him a DM uh, and ask some questions and set up an appointment right there. Uh, so Dee's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. 56 days, folks. That's where we're at right now. Carmelo Anthony still has not signed with anybody yet. Uh, we haven't heard much of anything uh, about contracts or anything yet, but the holidays are just winding down. Uh, so my prediction that he's waiting for the holidays to be over uh, to sign with a new team is is still true. It's still believable. Uh, but we are still at 56 days. Uh, and every day it grows dimmer. But I still believe he is going to sign here before the month's out. That's my call to the NBA teams. By the end of January, he will be on a team. 
uh, putting forth some good effort, some good minutes towards winning a championship with said team. Great. Uh, don't really give a shit about an old free agent. I'm going to talk about the number one seed in the East. Well, technically he's not um, a free agent. The Milwaukee Bucks, uh, they just came off a win over the Pistons. They beat them by th- about 25 points. Um, I think it was 121-98. Uh, but let's talk about Giannis. I mean, come on. What? The guy is the MVP. No. I mean, he's putting up a consistent 30 and 15 every single night. Um, he does it. Kawhi just... put up 45 points the other night with no threes. Great. James Harden scored 40 points the last four straight games. Great. Great. Giannis, Giannis has, can't shoot. Giannis has done 30 points, 15 the entire season. No. Um, he hasn't. He has not had a rough spot this entire season. He can't uh, shoot threes. He's leading his team. I mean, take the Giannis off the Bucks. Bucks are nothing. Uh, this guy is going to own the NBA in for years and years and years to come. Uh, we've got the franchise player. We've got him in place, and I am so excited about the Bucks right now. You have no idea. Uh, Eric Bledsoe is playing good. He's a great point guard to have leading you into the playoffs. Chris Middleton's a great role player, perfect for Giannis, great on the wing. Brooke Lopez, I mean, I personally think it was the best free agent signing this summer. I mean, the Kawhi guy has Leonard. come in. Um, the guy has come in, and yeah, he plays center. You know, he's he's a good rebounder here and there, but he is sh- shooting the lights out of the ball. I mean, he he had a step back last night, right in Andre Drummond's face, drilled it, just like he's a freaking small forward shooting guard. Uh, so I think this team is just insane. Uh, Sterling Brown off the bench is someone that needs to be watched. I think he's great off the bench. And uh, someone that never gets talked about, and I don't know why, uh, but you know, Budenholzer's done an amazing job uh, with this team, and he's really getting the full potential out of these players, and they are an absolute powerhouse going into these playoffs. All right, well, I'll say Giannis is the top NBA MVP candidate. Uh, I don't think he is the leader right now. I think Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, uh, and James Harden are right there too. Uh, and I think in today's NBA, you have to be able to shoot threes, and Giannis just simply cannot do that. But the damn Bucks can, I'll tell you that. doesn't matter. But we'll talk about Kawhi Leonard, though. He is making his return tonight to San Antonio. Does he get booed? Mm, yes. Why? I, I wouldn't boo him. But if you're a San Antonio fan, you boo him? No, I think no. If Giannis sits out an entire season claiming he's injured, everybody's saying he's not, but then he he leaves. You trade him, he leaves. I guess. Would you boo him? Well, <laughs> I guess from that standpoint, yeah. But um, was it? I felt like it was just a sour relationship. Uh, I don't. I, yeah. And I don't know about Spurs fans. I don't feel like they're like deadly. You know, like I still think if it was like the Philly, if booed. it was like the Seventy Sixers, yeah, they'd boo the crap out of him. But I I think they could boo him. Um. But uh, that's an interesting game. Um, I think Kawhi Leonard going back there, you know, does he have an interaction with Coach Pop after the game? I don't know. I don't. I really don't know what that relationship's like right now. You know, Kawhi, you know, he is probably the most guarded secret superstar of modern sports. You would agree with that? Yeah, I think he's he's a silent assassin. He is the most quiet, secret guy, I think, in the last couple years, and he's a superstar. Um, I think if he had the personality of, like, a LeBron or something like that, he would be a lot bigger than he is. But he just goes onto the court every night and puts up just numbers. Like I said, 45 points the other night was zero threes. That's insane. I mean, that's an insane. I mean, and in today's game, threes, too. Yeah, in today's game, yeah. that's insane. Uh, <laughs> another return last night, Paul. I guess not really a return. Paul George and the uh, Thunder went to Los Angeles and they beat the lights out of the Lakers. Uh, I saw Lakers fans were chanting something about you know he regrets not going there, something like that. Uh, but Paul George was just calm and cool, and they won that game. The Lakers are in trouble right now. LeBron, this is probably his first serious injury he's had the last couple of years. Uh, nobody knows when he's going to be back. He's missed the last couple of weeks. Uh, the type of injury he has, as severe as it could get, the timetable is six weeks, which could hurt a lot in terms of playoff standings later in the season. So the Lakers are in trouble. You know, Anthony Davis is a name right now. Talked about being moved. Uh, I saw the Warriors were interested in trading for him, which would be insane. Uh, but I could clearly see them doing it, and I think I think they could do it. They'd be sitting a superstar. No, I I, they'd they'd tra- I trade Draymond. Okay, in a pick. If you're if you take Draymond and a pick, if you're the Pelicans, you're an idiot because the pick is going to be like thirty. 
Well, the pick's going to be 30. You trade him, you trade Draymond, a pick, and, like, I don't know, Jordan Bell off the bench. Yeah, I would be shit. Shit. Well, you're gonna. He's shot. leaving anyways. He's leaving anyways. Shit, shot. If that's I, the only offer you have <clears throat> on the table. Draymond Clay. It, but no. Okay. It, but listen, if you're the uh, Pelicans GM, that's the only offer you have that's on the, the table. The only offer you have on the table. Let's say the Lakers don't put an offer in. That no, I I could not see me taking. And it's interesting because the Celtics are interested too. But I guess with some sort of rule I saw the other day, the Celtics have like a max player right now with Kyrie. Uh, they signed up to his extension. So they aren't allowed to trade for Anthony Davis, something with the bargaining agreement. Uh, they cannot trade for him. They're going to have to wait for him to become a free agent. So if the Lakers want to strike, they got to strike now. Uh, but what could the Lakers offer? I mean, certainly the Lakers could offer better. I think the Pelicans will end up not trading him, and I think he will just become free agent and sign with the Lakers in the offseason. But, you know, look <laughs> at that. Why? If, they, if they, they're looking at it and they can, they can get Draymond in a pick or nothing. You're That's gonna take the way sports goes. I mean, you could say that about really any trade. Like, I mean, they get nothing out of it. Yeah, it's but, NBA is I mean, different than happened, any other sports. But I just do not see them. I don't see them taking. Just I mean, they got in the thirtieth pick in the draft. The Pelican, Jordan Pelicans Bell's shit. The Pelicans got Demarcus Cousins for basically nothing. Yeah, I don't. But I don't see it happening. I, I just, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense why the Pelicans would if it was the absolute only offer on the table. But I just, you're not going to get, you shouldn't get Anthony Davis for Draymond Green in one pick. That's going to be the 30th pick. A couple pick. picks. Oh, great. Three straight 30th picks. <laughs> you trade up? You I don't know, know how much I hate the NBA draft. Yeah, NBA stupid. draft's shit. But still, it does, it could happen. Don't deny that. It could, but it won't. All right, so that's it for that. Uh, baseball, we don't have a lot on baseball. We're still waiting on Machado and Harper to fall. Uh Free agency in baseball is so slow the last couple years. It just continues to drag on. Uh, I thought Machado was going to go to the Yankees, but I don't think that's going to happen anymore because uh, they signed Tula Whiskey, uh, yes, a couple days ago, I believe. So, obviously, Machado, there's no room for him to play now because he wants to go someplace and play shortstop. So, I don't think he's going to go to the Yankees anymore. I really don't know where either of those guys end up. You know, those White Sox are just dripping yeah. around there. I mean, I, mean, I don't think, like I said, Tula Whiskey signing, I think, was a big indicator that Machado doesn't want to play for the Yankees. But definitely don't rule that out. But yeah, how would you definitely don't How rule, would you play that, though? Um, they'll figure a way. Because uh, Didi is their shortstop <coughs> for the future. If, if he told the Yankees, I'm not going to play for you, I truthfully think that the Chicago White Sox are going to get Manny Machado. Really? Yeah. I truly believe that. Yeah, I think that the White Sox have offered a lot of money. I wouldn't go to the Chicago White Sox personally, but I think that is a place where Machado is can go and Bryce Harper's lurking around. Do they team up somehow, no, some I way? Don't know. I mean, um, Chris Bryant has been throwing signs out there uh, talking about you know that he's best friends with Bryce Harper right now. One of Bryce Harper's dogs is named Wrigley. We'll see. I it's mean, just interesting. But I guess you could go to Chicago at the White Sox and still be right there what with your best What about the Dodgers friend. with Harper? Yeah. I mean, why? They got a young outfield, but. Why did they get rid of all those all those outfielders? I, I think Harper's, I think any team that signs him will be dumb. I don't think he's that good. The only reason I, just I think, think he is. The only reason I think he's good is because no one pitches to him. He just has he just has his aura around him, but I just don't think, you know, he had a really bad year last year. Yeah, but nobody pitches to him. You take away his name, and he gets. Not even close to the deal he will get now. Yeah, but I, I think also it is because no one pitches to him. Yeah, I mean, I mean and it's still you know you still got the ability where he comes that MVP candidate again just like that because he's really young still. But it is interesting. But that's it with baseball today. Uh, we're going to talk now a little bit about our resolutions for the show this upcoming year, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. But other than that. Uh, we're going to move to that now, but I want to remind you guys our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's Lawn Service has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with the best landscaping uh, as possible at a low and fair price. Don't get dragged around by bigger landscaping companies. Turn to A's. They're a small, homegrown company ran by a college kid, uh, our boy Andrew Ellis, uh, and a bunch of other college kids they do professional work at a great and low price uh 
So turn to Ace and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.as at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service LLC. You grow it, we cut it. 2019, New Year. Uh, everybody around this time starts to create resolutions, uh, whether it's to lose weights, uh, make more money, get more friends, get a girlfriend, get a boyfriend, whatever. Uh, it's just basically you know, a time for everybody to start off on a fresh slate. So why don't we do that too? We're coming on a year anniversary when we start this thing. February, February. March, or one of the, around those times. Yeah, because we did March Madness. Uh, so we're coming up on a year, uh, and it's been so far a crazy year. We'll do more of a year in review on our year uh, on our show, you know, our year anniversary or whatever. Uh, but it has been a crazy year. Uh, but like most people, we're going to do resolutions for the show. Uh, so we'll go back and forth until we run out of some. Uh, but first, uh, I wanted to say our first resolution was to get on more streaming platforms. Uh, and we did that. Uh, I have to look at it a little bit more, but I do believe we have uh, gotten onto Spotify. We've been working out a lot of kinks the last couple of months. I've uh, been emailing back and forth with them, but I think they pretty much set it up today. I haven't looked at it yet, uh, so stay tuned to that. But that's huge for us because, you know, iTunes, Apple users, iPhone users, it's easy for them to just go onto the iTunes app because we've been on that since the beginning. But Android users, it's a lot tougher because they either have to listen onto the Anchor app where they have to download it uh, or they have to, you know, listen on YouTube. But now you can just go directly onto Spotify, the app, which makes it a lot easier to tell people where you can find our show. Uh, so that's obviously a resolution of ours, and we want to keep growing that. Um, I want to get more professional athletes on here. Uh, set a goal. That's something that you said. We did, we did three. I want to get to ten. You want to do ten? Well, I want to get so seven. I want to get our total up to ten. Um, I think well, we yeah. get more than that, but like I, I think I think so. I think seven is a good goal to get um, some professional athletes. We'll look more past just the Packers and stuff like yeah. that and the Indians. Or I mean, we've had opportunities that have fallen just because our time schedule couldn't match up with certain athletes and because and athletes are kind of assholes they the, don't respond all the time yeah i mean yeah there's obviously that but they're i mean we basically how we get interviews we just hit them up blindly in their dms and pray that they eventually look at it which i don't think many of them do uh we've had athletes who respond uh oh, and then they just kind of either don't look at it because they just completely forget about it or they just, you know, would rather do bigger stuff. But I think we also, like you said, we got to look past not only, you know, their team, but also, you know, maybe their sport, maybe do different sports like hockey, go into that a little more, bring on guys who know more about hockey. Um, but other than that, you know, look past their, what they've done, you know, maybe look more into smaller athletes. Uh, but we got to get a little more uh, onto that. And like I said, I want to get 10. Uh, we had three this year, which I think is three more than what we thought we would have. I mean, the Tim Boyle interview was insane. I mean, to get that as our first professional athlete was crazy. Yeah, I mean, talking to a Packers quarterback, that was just cool for me. Um, screw it, let's just get Josh McDaniels on here. Yeah, we're going to go We're gonna go for it. We're not just gonna, Let's just not do athletes. We'll do front office guys. Try to get those type of players. Uh, but again, if you're listening and you have any sort of connection to an athlete at all, or you just you know, your mom knows some guy or from some guy some guy. We will take any athlete you offer up. If any guy is even signed a professional contract with any sort of sports league or anything like that, we will take it because uh, we want to grow the show. Um, but other than that, I think another goal of ours, you know, is sort of spice up the show a little bit, add a couple more segments, maybe do like a couple new segments every single month, every single week. I agree with that. I mean, you could do cool ones. Um, we need help with that, so send DMs. Send DMs. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just want us to just continue it um, and be consistent I mean, with we're it. at about 50 listeners per show. I want to quadruple that, get over at least consistently 100 each show. I think Spotify will help that a lot. Oh, definitely. Spotify. I mean, to have your show on Spotify, that's just cool in general. So. All right, so we want to get 10 people, 10 athletes onto the show next year to do interviews and we are going to work hard to do that uh we want to do certain stuff we just got a lot of stuff coming down the road uh 2019 is going to be a great year 2018 was already a fantastic year for us like i said uh when we started the show i wouldn't even have guessed we would have gotten pro athletes not even pro athletes but guys like you know 
Zach Triner, Tim Boyle are two guys who were on our favorite team uh, in the NFL, favorite team of all professional sports. And to interview them, that was cool. To interview a minor league baseball player like Logan Ice, who could be the future for the Indians in the next couple years, was cool. Uh, we'd love to talk to those guys again. You know, maybe we'll hit them up again and try to get another interview, especially Tim Boyle. You know, because that would be cool. Because he spent the whole year with the Packers to get kind of an insight into that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean that's definitely the one I want to do. I mean Tim Boyle. Uh, definitely someone I looked at um, when the in, inactive list came out. I would definitely look for Tim Boyle's name, and I, I definitely would like to figure out. Uh, I, I don't think we'll be asking the tough questions of what happened with Mike McCarthy and stuff like oh, that. Why not? Um, but you know, just to have him on here and get kind of a a year in review of like how his year went, uh, like how does he feel he developed his quarterback and stuff like that, and we'll figure out that. But um, certainly, yeah, we want to we want to grow this show, continue to grow. We are. Uh, you know, I know there's been times this year where it's, you know, we've screwed up a little bit. We haven't brought as much energy as we want to. Uh, but that's behind us. I think our resolutions are to continue to grow the show and make it the best show as possible. Uh, and we think we can do that this year. I think we overestimated how hard this was going to be a little bit, but I think we've started to realize it now. Uh, and we've kind of changed a little bit, and we kind of know what works for us and what doesn't. So, But at the same time, both of us are full-time college students working yeah. towards a career. So it's not um, it's, it's not insanely easy, but I think we continue to grow. I think we can work a little bit harder than what we have been. Yeah, I agree. But other than that, that's it for our show today. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to listening if you've been there since the beginning. Uh, other than that, like, well, thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts, Andy's Lawn Service. I'd like to get more sponsors too. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, so if you have, you know, if you want to be sponsored, let us know. Uh, I'd like to add intro and outro music too to the show. I think that could, you know, add a little bit more. Spice. Uh, spice. Uh, but other than that, find us on Twitter uh, at TNT Sports Talk 12. Maybe get the Instagram moving again a little bit. Well, we're looking into it. We're looking into it. Uh, but Twitter, that's where it's easiest to find us. Our DMs are always open. Send us questions, comments, concerns about the show. Uh, if you want to be interviewed on the show, uh, I'd like to get more guests on. Not just athletes. If you want to just come on and give your take, that'd be cool too. Um, but other than that, uh, Twitter is the place to go for us. Listen to us tomorrow on 12 Ounce from uh, 7 to 8 a.m., I believe. Uh, 12 Ounce and Grand Old Sports, two great companies we've picked up on the last couple years. Uh, we're excited to be along the ride with them. Uh, but other than that, that's it for our show today. Uh, watch the playoffs this weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, probably just be me because Truman's going back to school. But maybe we could do a call-in. Uh, and he could talk about the playoffs, or maybe we'll meet up on college and, and do something. And Alabama will be beating Clemson Oh, on shit. Monday. We forgot to talk about that. Alabama will be beating Clemson I'm on sick Monday. and tired of it, though. But just give your prediction. I think Alabama will beat uh, Clemson. Okay. Yeah, I think Alabama's going to beat Clemson. Oh, we, we forgot to talk about that. Completely forgot. Um, but we are running out, so we got to stop. But other than that, have a great day. Tune in on Tuesday. We'll talk about the national championship and the playoffs. Uh, but that's it. Have a great day, guys, and tune in on Tuesday. Go Packers.